we're back. Welcome to season three of the That Sounds Fun podcast. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs, and y'all, I've missed you. I have missed you. We just took a couple weeks off, did a little vacay, and now we're back, season three. It is going to be awesome. We have got the whole fall season lined up. I'm so excited. You guys, so many people want to talk to you. And we are kicking it off in an incredible, incredible way with my friend Sophie Hudson, blogger, Instagrammer, Instagram storyer that is I'm such a fan of and author of some of the best books. One of my very favorite books, honestly, that I've read of all time is her very first book called A Little Salty to Cut the Sweet. And her new devotional, All in All, just released. And it is really good. 100 Days. It is just really beautiful. And so I knew when it was time to kick off our new season that I wanted someone like Sophie to be on here with us. Because you guys, if you don't know her, you're going to love her. You probably know her. She's incredible. So whether you know Sophie already or I'm getting to introduce you to her, which you know is the dream of this podcast. I love introducing my friends to my friends. Here is my conversation with one of my very favorites, Sophie Hudson. Sophie, welcome to the That Sounds Fun podcast. Thanks, Annie Downs. Thank you for being here. What the listener should know is that we're actually seven and a half minutes into a conversation and just realized we should hit record. <laughs> so yeah. I won't say we jumped in. We jumped in the deep end quickly. Yes, yes. And we and just probably needed to come up for some air and hit record. We did. And get mm-hmm. it started. That's right. Get things we started. Uh, can we just start at the basics of SEC football? Okay, I'm ready. First of all, your love of Les Miles is one of my favorite things. I adore him. That His presence on the television screen is a balm to my soul. Uh, I listen. don't. His, his suit feed, last weekend. His suit. His suit last <laughs> weekend. I mean, wear that purple, Les Miles. You show us where you came from. That's right. I want to know. I want to know about your coaching heritage, and you just yes. taught me a lesson. Yes, yes, and sir. He said, mm-hmm. "Let me tell you what I'm not ashamed of. Where I used to be, I'm <laughs> still going to wear that purple." I was like, That's "Okay, right. Les Miles." It was an act of remembrance. I see you, from Les Miles. Yes, I, I know. It was awesome. <laughs> it was so good. Um, I love him. How did your Mississippi State Bulldogs do? They did well. Now they played Charleston Southern, who is not actually a Division One school. Well, I but, hope they made some good money. I hope Charleston well, Southern got exactly what they came for. I hope it a worked out well for them. Yeah, but they but they did fine. I, I mean, always they, feel they, bad um, for those schools. I'm like, I get it. I you want to play in a big stadium. You you make good money. Also, those boys just had their spirits broken. <laughs> Besides that, it was an awesome experience for did them. You, yeah, that's right. <laughs> did you all go to the game? No, we did not get to the game. I think I'm going next weekend for LSU. Oh, that's fine. I have kind of a longstanding, um, I, would, I wouldn't I would say policy, but I would say a, a pretty strong stance that I don't go to the Labor Day weekend games because okay. of the heat. Oh, However, brutal. this past weekend, it was kind of pleasant, and then I was mm-hmm. sort of sad. I was like, yeah. well, see, should have <laughs> gone. This is what you should. No, but you're right. That is something, I mean— a 1-in-20 breezy Labor Day football game is no reason to change your stance. Now, you're right, because – and here's here's what's going to happen is when I go to the LSU game, it's going to be 140 sure, outside. exactly, exactly. But <laughs> That's what always night. amazes me, that you and Alex – your son is named Alex. You and Alex love going yeah. to the SEC baseball tournament that's in at Birmingham where y'all live, and it is mm-hmm. 1 million degrees. Oh, but Annie, let me tell you what that how that really goes. Okay. So yes, we do love to go. And it is one of my favorite things on on the planet Earth. And it's my favorite thing that happens in Birmingham all year. Mm-hmm. But I have a friend who works at the SEC. So well, okay. So we're experiencing <laughs> some air conditioning, is what you're gently saying. So me. I have access to air conditioning if I need it. Now, I but the big thing is I actually like to sit outside, but there's a huge portion of the of the Hoover meth that's under cover. So there's shade there. Okay. And it really, and a lot of the games are either in the morning or at night. Like you're rarely out during the heat of the, the day. Sometimes you are, yeah. but we have a- access to air conditioning, which helps, but I do love it. And it, and it is sometimes pretty warm, but nothing like a Labor Day football game. No, no, no. I mean, I have college memories. I actually thought this this weekend. So it's funny you bring it up. Cause I was watching with my friends, Rachel and Winston. And I had mm-hmm. a memory of like, wait, I used to be so miserably sweaty at these football games 
Did football used to start earlier than it does now? Back in the ye old early 2000s. And I'm going to tell you what else I did was I broke out my fall wardrobe for uh-huh. those early football games uh-huh. because it was football, therefore flannel. Right, which or, never was great for your body. But I think when you're younger, you just you, you deal with that better. You, you make different sacrifices, in, yeah. You make different sacrifices, you do. Yeah. And so now I stay home. But back then, I probably would have put on like a wool sweater and and and, and <laughs> just worked it out. Some, yeah, had some leaves on it. And I passed out a time or twelve, but I looked good <laughs> in all the pictures that we took was, on disposable cameras. That's exactly right. That we took out on our Kodak cameras, right? Um, maybe even our no, that was not our disc cameras. That would have been like junior high. But. Yeah, no, no, no. I didn't have that. But yeah, no, I had the I had the Kodak and the disposable for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I get to. Go this weekend for the first time ever to the Georgia Notre Dame game in South Bend. Are you kidding me? No, I get to go to it. I mean, I just watched Rudy for the first time two weeks ago just to get pumped up about it. I know. What? You did what? You just watched that for the first time? I don't know how I didn't. Well, my dad is is a diehard Alabama guy. And so he really has a strong distaste toward Notre Dame. So I just think he banned it from our home and I didn't know. Okay. No, I don't know. He there was something that happened in the seventies between Alabama and Notre Dame that he we don't really talk about. I don't know. I don't know. I know something yeah, I happened. I get that. I but, get that. You know, the blind side is about Ole Miss, and so uh, there there there's a strong feeling between like I, I would say with some Mississippi State people that that's just a don't line love you just, the movie. You just can't you can't love the movie, right? But but I will say Rudy is is one of my. All-time favorites, if I just need to ball my eyes out. Listen, I cannot. Uh-huh. It was the middle of the day. I was on vacation because mm-hmm. I just had a couple of weeks vacation. I was on vacation, middle of the day, crying, mm-hmm. crying, mm-hmm. alone oh. in my yes. house, watching a football movie about a city I've never been to before mm-hmm. Saturday when Georgia plays Notre Dame. I think it's one of those movies where it honestly, it will stay with you for a couple of days. Like yes. you can, you can. You can walk away from it and then like two days later be like, oh, Rudy. I mean, I mean when they lay apart. the jerseys on the coach, I mean, yeah. I was inconsolable. Uh, I couldn't, I, you could, someone could have walked in and thought that I had just died. I was that sad that my own life, I mean, I was in pieces when they just come I in know. one after the other, when they come in one after the other. Just lay them out. And then they you know what I did down. because God bless 2017, I Googled the junk out of that real life story. And now I know way too much. I know far too much. Okay. See, I watched it back, I want to say, like in the late 90s. So I, it would have been dial up and really slow. So I right. don't really know that and much about AOL it. And if AOL didn't tell you about it, you didn't know it. So. <laughs> That's right. If, if my if it wasn't in a chat room. account. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, right. well, it's amazing. He's the only person in the history of Notre Dame to be carried off the field like that. In real life, he really got carried off. No one has ever, that has never happened again at Notre Dame. Well, and then you're going this weekend. Yes. And I'm going to try to get so, carried off the field. No, I'm just <laughs> So, so you have a goal, is what so, I was going to tell you. Yes, so I have some goals to get carried off the field. I think you've got victory on the horizon. Yeah, I feel like I really Georgia's going to do well. I'm excited to watch Notre Dame play. That is true. I've never, I mean, I think their gold helmets, they sing the same fight song as my high school, so I'm going to know every word to the <laughs> Sprayberry High School fight song that I will sing to the Notre Dame instruments, which I'm sure my friends I'm going with are just going to be really satisfied with that. Yeah, sing every time the band plays the fight song. I sing my own words from Mary to Georgia. But yeah, I think that would be. I think that would be maybe maybe inspirational to them, Annie. I think that you <laughs> Thank should. You. I think okay. so. Fight, fight mm-hmm. on Sprayberry High. I mean, I That's just feel right. like it's going to go really great. So I have high hopes for Georgia football this year. And then I see things happen to our friend Melanie Shankle, like what happened Listen. to Texas A and M. And I go, you know what? I shouldn't even care. I shouldn't hope. No, I mean, I, I will say, I feel like over the last 10-ish years, I have I have walked through and alongside Melanie, and, and, and she also with me, mm. in all manner of sports disappointments. But I don't know that one has been as bad as it was this past Sunday night. Like, her texts, like, I don't think I, I will never delete them. Because, I mean, she was just Bless. despondent. It was, it was sorrowful. It was... It was terrible. I it, was. It was just what? Was, so tell me the final score. The final score was oh gosh, was it forty four to thirty eight? Was that the final oh, score? I'm pretty sure that that was it. I'm gonna look real quick. 
Um, hold it's on. Very Let's hard. see. I'm pretty sure that was it. And please UCLA. tell me you saw Lauren Chandler's video of her face. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I was like, Lauren Chandler, you are my everything. Well done. She's just like dancing. Oh, no, it was into 45 to 44. Sorry. 45 to 44. That will rip your guts out. And then all those points, you know, came in the second half of the game. But when I was watching the first half of the game, I thought, oh, the Aggies have this thing well in hand. Well done, Texas A&M. Yeah. Like, I mean, this is a statement win. And, you know, I and lived then, a little something like that with the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, as Annie. you'll recall. So I know that life. I'm so sorry. Thank you. I mean, I felt like I felt like with the Falcons stuff, I feel like you're always a really good sport, even when you're heartbroken. <laughs> I mean, or at least you're a really good sport on the internet. Yeah, I will yeah, say. yeah, yeah. I was a way better sport on the internet <laughs> I, than I was in real life. I mean, I was despondent. I could not be consoled when they started losing. It's horrible. Like mm. it's the like the meltdown is the worst of all the sports scenarios yes. because you're so filled with hope, and then the hope starts to just slowly drip out. And, and slow. Then it's it's just, so slow. It's such it's a slow so drip. Slow. That's what happened mm-hmm. to A and M too. I say often that that SEC football, particularly my Georgia Bulldogs, are not a healthy relationship for me because every year they promise me it's going to be different, and every year I believe them and come back, and then they do it to me again. They're mean, and they hurt me again, and I still come back the next year. I think Melanie would say the same for the Aggies. See, the thing about being a Mississippi State fan is your hopes are never really that high. Like, <laughs> You're always fine with like a six and six or something, a five, oh, a five, well, we five season. A, yeah, we went to a bowl, y'all. Yeah. I mean, let's, this was awesome. <laughs> we played Look, one extra We still day. play in December. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always, like, I, I've always said, you can you can go eight and four, eight and five at Mississippi State every year, and they will, they will put a statue up in your yeah. honor. <laughs> And they will rename the field for you. Like, we just don't, we don't get those way up high expectations, which is really much healthier. Now, we do with it baseball sometimes. It is, because sometimes. listen, tell me the last time Georgia went to the national championship. I'll tell you, 1980. 1980. Yeah. So yes, why ma'am. do I still live like this is the year? Why don't I go <laughs> eight and four? Anything around an eight and four. And I will be so happy that eight times we walked away victorious. Right. What if we but lose no. at Notre Dame? What do I do with that? Oof. I'll just, I'll cross that bridge when we get there. Oh, that's, you're going to trust the Lord for more and that's more. Right. Is what that's you're gonna right. Do. I'm going to go to church the next morning. I'm going to get up and go to church the next morning. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. Okay. I have a memory of that I want to bring forth to your mind of okay. us because it, we have been friends. This is insane for over a decade. Yes, ma'am. 2005 or six? For sure, six. I think it was 2006 because I remember that we lived in the house we're in now, and we moved in that house in 2006. Oh, there you go. Do you remember that I got a speeding ticket listening to your podcast one time? No. Oh, yes. Very early. It was before we were friends when I was a just loved your writing and loved your you and Mel's podcast. When we like Melanie and I talked on tin cans through a string. Seriously, for about about three years. People do not give you the credit you deserve that you were podcasting significantly before anyone else. <laughs> what made y'all start podcasting before we had practically had the internet? I don't know. Y'all we just wait. We should, re- we should record these things we say to each other. Now, honestly, we would get on the phone. We talked on the phone every afternoon because, you know, like way back when, if you had a blog, it was weird. And there was nobody in my real life to talk to you about it because I had this blog and it was the internet and it was weird and so melanie and i I would talk almost every afternoon just because you know like there's you you need your your blogger friends your writer friends like to kind of you got you got to have that that place and so but my husband said y'all should have a podcast because he's listened to podcasts for forever yeah so he was listening way back then he was listening way back then and so um I, I went, okay. And so I got this little cheap microphone from Office Max, and Melanie got a cheap little microphone from, like, CompUSA when that was a thing. And um, and we just started recording podcasts. But we didn't do it regularly, like, at all. Because, you know, both of us had young kids, and then sometimes we'd just be tired. You know, sure, it'd be like, sure. <laughs> you know, or, like, Melanie always has trouble with her internet still. And it oh, would just be like, it was, yeah, That was always amazing, where you'd be like, well, Mel is here for half of it, so we'll give you that half. <laughs> I mean, I just so, loved it. Yeah, I was listening one time. I, I, it was when I taught school, so it was 2006. And I was laughing so hard that I did not notice the policeman pulling me over. 
Annie, I don't think I've ever known this. Yes, I could have sworn I've told. I told you. You probably. But yeah, I got two tickets. I um, I got one for speeding <laughs> and one because my license was expired or something. Yes. Now I, I do like, remember this. I, yes. I contribute one to each of you. <laughs> Thank you. I was laughing so, so hard sorry. that he had to literally chase me down the street. I'm so sorry. Isn't that hysterical? I, I know, but we had we've been friends for a long time. Like before, when you were getting ready to move to Nashville, I remember yes. all all that. Like Gosh. Annie with a dream, right? And that insane. Yeah, there are not. I, I mean, I have a lot of friends that I grew up with that know that, but there aren't a lot of friends in our job that lit, knew me then and know me now. I mean, you and Mel are probably two of like maybe five people who really lived like Annie moving to Nashville versus Annie living in Nashville. And y'all, y'all really survived it with me. Appreciate that. Well, you've done real well, Annie Downs. Oh, I don't know about it's that. Been, it's been fun to see. In fact, the first weekend I lived here or the second weekend I lived here is when we went to San Antonio. Oh, well then. <laughs> okay. So, so if we're going to, we're going to call back. Whenever anybody says, in fact, just yesterday, somebody asked me this question, like, what's the worst speaking situation you've ever been in? <laughs> I was there. I know. You were there. You saw it. You saw it. Okay, it was tell us about it. It was, it was, okay. again, let me okay. prep the people that this okay. felt worse than it really was. No, it, it was just as bad as it felt. <laughs> I mean, it was, <laughs> it was just that bad. It was so bad. It's so good how bad it was. Oh, it was great. Okay, so we're all at Beth Moore's conference in San Antonio, Texas, and she's invited yes. a bunch of bloggers. Is that how we got there? Yeah, maybe like, so there was, there was a Living Proof Live in San Antonio. And I think Lifeway decided that they were going to have like a, a Q&A for bloggers after the event. Is that yes. right? Yes, yes, that's right. Only a bunch of people who weren't bloggers found out about the Q&A. <laughs> and they thought and Beth was going to be there. And so they stayed for it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we, Melanie and I, again, we're all 10 years old at this point. Like we're all 10 years old. We have these blogs. Nobody really knows what to do with. So the deal was that Melanie and I were going to host the part before the meet and greet with Beth and her daughters, Melissa and Amanda. Uh And so what we thought was going to be us, Melanie and me, and maybe a hundred bloggers in like a conference room at the Alamo Uh Dome. Uh Uh-huh turns into Melanie and me standing in the middle of the floor at the Alamo Dome with roughly 1,000 women lined up in front of us, Uh all just waiting to see Beth Moore and her daughters. That's all Mm. they wanted in life in that moment was to see Beth and to be able to ask questions. Yes. But Melanie and I were responsible for witty banter. Mm -hmm. And it was the only time That is literally what they told you is they needed y'all to do witty banter. Witty banter. Only time in my life, and we had talked kind of a little bit, like, what are we going to do? Oh, it'll be fine. We're just going to kind of do like we do on the podcast. It'll be fine. And then um, we both got up in front of those women and were rendered completely speechless. Like, <laughs> neither one of us My memory had a word is y'all didn't even have a microphone. Is that true? I don't think we did. I think we were doing a good bit of yelling. Yes. Maybe there was a bullhorn of yes. some sort. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it just went – because – Y'all were doing exactly what you do really well, which is banter, and the crowd was not having it. They, they were, were not, having, not it. having it. Because here's what we started with, if I can just refresh your memory. Neither one of us had slept well the night before. We were in a hotel room by ourselves with Melanie's friend. Well, we, sh- we were sharing a room with Melanie's friend, Golly. Yes. And Melanie and I couldn't sleep. I woke up at like five in the morning to find Melanie in the bathroom with That's her right. laptop writing a blog post. Like it was, <laughs> so we not slept. And then we got up in front of the women and we froze and we just stared at him for a minute. And then one of us said, so how'd y'all sleep last night? Yep. <laughs> That's right. Which is an odd lead at like four in the afternoon. It's an odd way to start. Oh my gosh. And then, and then we kind of chronicled all the ways we tried to fix our sleeplessness, which nobody found funny. It was horrible. I mean, it was, it, it was it was brutal. You're right. I'm bringing it back to the front of my mind, and it wasn't as not bad as I remember. It was bad. And you even said, like, like I remember walking over to you when it was over and saying, that was the worst thing that has ever happened to me. And you said, yeah, I'm not going to lie. It was real bad. Like, <laughs> I'm an honest was, friend. <laughs> I know. But, I mean— and that, and that was fair. It was finally our friend Travis, who does worship for Which Beth Which he was Moore, just on y'all's podcast, and it was wonderful. 
Thank you. He finally just came up and saved us. I mean, and in the background, our friend Paige Green was saying like, gals, where's the witty banner? Like we were that not funny. (laughs) And it was horrible. It was such such a lose-lose for y'all because it was not your crowd. That's what I remember us discussing at length is that had it just been the bloggers, the people that knew you, it would have been a home run, but you got bamboozled, not by Lifeway or by Beth, just by people finding things out. Yeah, by people thinking that they just wanted to see Beth. Yes. So So we were just what are these two women doing? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's exactly who are they. By the way, what's a blog? And why do I care that they that they write one? Like right. that's it was right. something. So how does it make you feel the state of blogdom currently? Do you still blog every day? No. Yeah. No. I, I mean, we were what? pretty I, consistent Monday through Friday it was for years. Yeah. Yeah. I miss it. But I'm gonna tell you what, there are a few things that, that get in the way now for me personally. I mi- I really do miss it. And like I started a blog post Friday and I never finished it. Right. I blog at most maybe now four or five times a month, and that's a really good month. And that usually includes a couple of podcast posts in uh-huh, there. Uh-huh. And there are a few things I think that kind of interfere. One is Instagram really interferes with my blogging because it's quick and yeah. you can tell a quick little story and it or a little anecdote and you don't have to couch it in a whole post. So it's a lot yep. more convenient. Yep. I think Instagram has really deterred me on the on the blog front. And then the other thing is just there's not the interaction there that there used to be. You know, it used to be and it used to be you could put up a blog post and you could get you get 75 comments, you know, pretty quickly. And you felt like you were getting all this response. And now people just don't comment on blogs because people comment on Facebook or they comment on Instagram. And so it's not as interactive as it used to be. So I still love my blog and I don't think I'll ever take my blog down. I don't think I'll ever quit blogging, you know, but I just it's just not it's not what it was. Melanie and I always say anytime anybody, you know, will ask us like, I want to start a blog. How do you do that? Like our, our initial reaction is always like, well, first you need to get in a time machine and go back to 2000. Go back a decade. Yeah. But that's really that's your great best bet. answer. I'd love to start a blog. But, great idea. Listen, first things first. I need machine. you to back up 10 years. Oh my gosh. That's so it's just, I would think, I would think now it would be so much harder yeah. because well, it would be harder to just start writing. It's a great if you just want to start having a place to put long form writing so that you have examples of long form writing. That's great. If you are building a blog because you want readers or you want to make money or you want comments, you're doing it wrong. That ain't happening anymore. Mm-mm. It's a hard time for that. But now, if you, it's, it's the best way I know to cultivate the discipline of, of writing. That's exactly right. That's exactly it's right. It's a really good way to do that. But like, if you really think, if, if somebody is telling you like, oh, we would love to publish your book, but you need to have more of an online presence. I told somebody recently, I was like, I don't, I don't think a blog would even matter at this point for no, that. I no, think no, it's gonna, no. I think it's social media. That's right. I don't think anybody's going like, I couldn't decide if I should give them a book deal or not. Let's check their blog stats. <laughs> I don't think. I know. It was such a fun thing. It though. was. It was you know when it started going downhill world. to me is when Google Reader died. Absolutely. Because I'm going to tell you what I did when Google Reader died. I quit reading as I quit much. reading. I could, me too. Because I, I didn't know how I to didn't pull them together. Mm-mm. And I tried that Feedly business, but same. it wasn't the same. Same. I loved Google Reader. Isn't that I think fascinating that we mm-hmm. will look back and go, huh, Google hit a stop button and <laughs> killed no female Christian blog dumb. <laughs> no joke. It was so fun. It was one of my favorite things. Like, yeah. I just, I love that time. And But it was also before Instagram. So I would actually say kind of what I did in a lot of ways is I would scroll through blogs the same way I scroll through Instagram now. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because you could scroll through them on Google Reader. Like, yeah, like you and just read, Instagram yeah, now. just sc- skim or read the whole thing. And then if you wanted to comment, you clicked over. It's literally the same pattern, just with a lot of words and a few pictures. Right. Yeah. And you remember, you're the one who taught me to use Instagram. I didn't know how to use Instagram <laughs> until you right. showed me one day. <laughs> Right. Because apparently all I had ever done on Instagram was accidentally post a picture of the Apple store one day from oh, my car. That's right. Oh, listen, by the way, you on Instagram stories is brilliant. You have oh, to keep Amy. doing them, Sophie. They're so great. Amy. I, I mean, when like you just made Amy. a face at the camera last week, I was dead. I laughed so hard. What was it you were talking about? Something do you remember? I, I can't remember. Know. You were and you were like, Oh, you wanna know how I feel about that? And then you just gave like <laughs> That look, and I was like, Oh my gosh, I've seen that a hundred times, and I'm laughing so hard. So, well done to you. 
here's the thing from a Gen X perspective. Uh-huh. Let me tell you what what's uncomfortable for me is being on camera. Like I don't like it. Okay. And so I I don't. It's not. Mm-mm. But I will say here's what I have learned from trying to branch out a little bit with that, which. Really, I think I did that for the first time because of the book that was coming out. It's that you get the kind of interaction on Instagram stories that we used to get on blogs, like even yes. more than an Instagram post. Yes. And the the first time I did one, I uh, was on the phone with Melanie later. And I was like, listen, I've got the most revolutionary thing to tell you. Like, you're not even going to believe it. <laughs> you're not so there are these it. things at the top of Instagram. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, because I always have watched Instagram stories, but I was just like, oh, that's not for me. Uh That's not uh for me. I'm not going to be on camera. Yeah. And, but you do get the interaction. And and as soon as I realized that, I was like, okay, so now I get it. I get, if you like to interact with people after you communicate with something, which is really what a blog enabled us to do, Mm -hmm. then this is sort of it. Yep. So. That's exactly right. It's fine. That's been my experience too, is that, you know, for a while I was doing, um, Snapchat. And yes. I just didn't like when you go to Snapchat, someone goes, Oh, I want to go watch any stories. And they go over there and they're going to see 18 other things that companies have paid to have advertised around my Snap story. Okay. And I, just, I, say I don't have Snapchat. Yeah. And I just decided, like, I can't send my friends into that world and not know what those 18 things are going to be. Do you know what I mean? Like, there could be like Valid. the yes. best way to make out in the sand. And I'm like, I. <laughs> be responsible for you making out in the sand, right? Which is probably a legit post, by thank the way. Thank you. Thank you. Somewhere. <laughs> Listen, I'm not saying it's it's not a thing you need to understand. I'm just saying I don't, don't want to teach Annie. you. Well, I don't know. That, mm. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I can't. I mean, I can't. It, I just, it, you just never know what you're going to run into on Snapchat. On Instagram, you've decided who's across the top of your Instagram. So, I, so that was one of the big reasons I made a switch. And so many more of my friends love talking to me during my Instagram story than anything else. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, this is a way better fit for my life. Well, Instagram makes it easy, I feel like. And again, I've never had Snapchat because as somebody who works with teenage girls, I can't tell you how many times I've had to stop and say, put up your phone, quit taking selfies. And so so I sort of had probably, for for better or for worse, I had sort of a preconceived notion of Snapchat, which is interferes with my real life conversations way too often. But I feel like Instagram does, I mean, it kind of makes it easy. Like once you kind of, again, once you catch on and see how it really works. But you taught me how to use Instagram, the regular part. And then um, <laughs> my friend Jamie Golden taught me how to do the stories. And so well, between you get the two of us, help from your friends. Yeah, yes, we'll right. keep you right. Uh, do you love your job? Do you talk about your job? I don't know how much you want to talk about your job. No, I do talk about my job. My Listen, my job is something else. I, um, I work with teenage girls at a Christian school in Birmingham. I really have more of a discipleship job with the mm-hmm, girls. Mm-hmm. Although I, I do deal with dress code. Yes. And, um, so, but I do. I love, I love these girls a lot. I like being plugged in in this particular way it, with the community yeah. um, that we live in. And so our son, Alex, right now, he's in eighth grade, it, which is crazy. That it? is that's incredible to me. He's on this campus um, with me. And I really like I love being able to be around the girls in his grade. And I don't know. It's just a whole different. It's a whole different part of my life that I think one I love, I enjoy it, but two, it it just kind of keeps me connected with the world that we live in in yeah. a, a different way than than I could, I think, otherwise. So I had lunch today with a pastor here in Nashville, or had coffee today with a pastor here in Nashville from a different church, and we were talking about being plugged into the local church and talking about how people who do your and my kind of jobs, it is difficult to understand what the church is going through if you aren't going to church. And I think you're experiencing that with the girls. Like, it's really hard to know what life is like as a teenager if you write for them or if you care about them or if you don't speak to any of them, (laughs) if you don't know them. If you're not engaged with them. Yeah. And listen, that whole thing about the local church, I was thinking today, this past Sunday, our pastor preached on, it was a section of First Timothy and it was a bunch of different things. But one of the things that he talked about has really stayed with me for the last couple of days. And I know it's because it's a place where I'm not doing so hot, mm. you know, like as, that <laughs> you know tends, I mean? as it tends to be, unfortunately, as it tends to be. So, but I was thinking about that and, 
just the connection to that local church. I think with the with the writing stuff and the speaking stuff and um you know anybody who's involved in ministry to any certain age group whether that's people who are older or teenagers or whatever it is if you're not connected to the local church i just i, I think you will burn out in a hurry not only because you lose touch or you lose like regular consistent contact with the body of christ but just to sit under the teaching <laughs> of somebody um, regularly is huge. Somebody like that's in front of you and not just on a screen. I think it's critical. So, you know, there's a lot of people who would tell you like, oh, I spend every weekend speaking in churches, so I don't need, I don't go on Sundays or I've, you know, and listen, I've been, you know this, we both have, have been loved by the church and hurt by the church, Mm -hmm. but there's just something about still showing up. I mean, the church has been going on for a real long time. Yeah. So. Yes. And I still so believe in the local church. You know, Me not too. that the local church is in, in any way that it needs my belief, but it's the <laughs> best thing. You know, if we quit gonna... believing, what would happen? <laughs> we'd be what sank the ship. It'd you be and terrible. me. Terrible. <laughs> no, but I just, I'm so encouraged by the local church. I would say probably most of my ongoing encouragement in my walk with the Lord and in my in my work is coming right out of the local church. And I think um, to see the local church at work is one of those things that will just, it moves me like few other things can. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I, I believe in it. Yeah. So me too. we got to stay in it. Me too, man. You know, I mean, you know, our church and then the podcast listeners knows because they walked it with me from when I had a year ago when I had Scott Sauls on and I asked Scott, a pastor here in Nashville, how do you stay in a church that is hurting? And how do you stay when you're hurting to a few weeks ago when we had our new pastor, Kevin Queen, on about his story, right? So my friends who are listening have walked this story with me, but I just had no idea how thankful I'd be on this side to have stuck it out. And that's not always the right answer. I'm not saying you stay at the same place you're at no matter what. That isn't always the right answer. I used to go to a different church here in town before I went to Cross Point, and I stopped going there to go to Cross Point. And so, so it's just real interesting to give yourself to something that doesn't feel good or easy. <laughs> Seems to pay off. Yeah. I, and again, like if anything's abusive or you right. know unhealthy, then that's a whole different deal. But yeah, you know, the thing about the local church is a lot of times you're really, you're not going to get your way. Like, right. like you know, it's not going to always go, you think the way you, you may think it needs to, it's not always going to line up with exactly where you are, or you're not always going to hear exactly what you think you need to hear. But somehow, every single time I have been through one of those those stages or those seasons, the Lord just works that thing out. I don't. It's the it's the craziest thing, and it's neat to be able to look back. And you know, we've been at the church where we are now for, gosh, I guess for fifteen years. Oh my and gosh. so I know it's a long time. And so you, it's but it's it's neat to see that you know you think well it always has to be this way, and then it changes. But it's always right on time when it changes, yeah, even if it right. doesn't feel like it. That's right. What made you decide to write? Because your new book, your devotional, all in all, for is for teen girls. What made you decide to write for them when you've written so much for adult women so far? Which I still stand by your first. I've loved all your books, but your first one made me, it's one of my favorite books I've ever read. Truly. Thanks, Annie. I just loved Thanks. it so much. You know, I think it was just working with them every day. Yeah. and. I have a lot of conversations. Most days, all I do is talk or listen, mostly listen. And I don't know. I just, I love this generation of of young women a lot. Uh, I, I think I just wanted to put something on paper to encourage them and to spur them on. I, what I love about this generation in particular is that when they're passionate about something, they are all in. Listen, and you're not kidding. You know, you know <laughs> they are. They're just, they they're all in. And they want to be involved in whatever they do. They want it to have purpose. And I think they get a bad rap sometimes because I think people think that they're self-absorbed and they're all on social media and they're always on their phones and all that kind of stuff. But when you start to dig, there's a lot there. Mm-hmm. Um, they're thoughtful. And so yeah. I just wanted to put something on paper, I think, to encourage them and I think one of the things that I see a lot in in my job and I, one of the things that I lived as a teenage girl is just there are lots of questions and the questions are okay. And I, 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 I don't know. I just I thought 
how about we do this? Why not put it all, instead of having the conversations, why not take some of the things that I say over and over and just put them on paper and <laughs> Hopefully. And now when people come in the office, you're like, no, 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 take this. Take this. Just take this. Day, book, turn to page 18 yeah. and just Day 45. go with mm-hmm. it. Okay. So how many days are there altogether? I'm holding mine in my hand right now. hundred? There are a hundred days yeah. altogether. I was going to do 365 yeah. until I started to write it. Listen, I had the same experience with a hundred days to brave. I was like a year to forget it. A hundred, 100. 100 is yes. a lovely yes. number. And whenever anybody asked me about what it was like to write it, because I did love to write it because it's kind of like, I mean, it's it's kind of like going back to the blog post format. You know, everything's five to 600 words. It's It was a lot of fun to write, but there's something about being like, okay, I've written 23 and I have 77 to go. Listen, like, <laughs> I know. People just don't know. If you don't know what it's like to have that big of a deadline, that big of a list in front of you, oh, Bird by bird, bird by bird. I know it's good, but it was. I was surprised by how, how the number became increasingly more intimidating. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I just wanted. I wanted to do something beautiful for this oh, generation. Of I young. love the the cover is gorgeous. The like gold leaf they have on it that kind of has a rose gold to it is incredible. Thank you. I just, I don't know. I think when I went to college, I took Charles Swindle's His Growing Strong in the Seasons of Life devotional book with me. And it was my daddy's book. And I just grabbed it off the shelf, kind of walking out the door. And at the end of every devotion, every every day's devotion, it had some questions. And you know, like when I was 17, what did I love more than answering some questions about myself? <laughs> I mean, that was... That was as good as it got. Right. And so I, I, so I started to have this idea of what if they could use it like a journal? Because I love to read my old journals, oh, even though I kind of, I want to burn them at the same time. But, <laughs> I, um, I, Mine will be burned when I die. I still use them as references to remember what a Yahoo I could be again. But no joke, sister, you and me both. I'm like I am, I, you, um, these do not get published when I'm gone. No, no, no. Ooh. So I, I don't know. I just thought, what if there was something that they could carry with them kind of into and through different stages of life and something that would um, can maybe continue to encourage them as they get older? And it was just, it was, it was really fun to write. And it was, it's probably my favorite thing that I've written so far, even though it seemed like it's endless. It was endless when I was doing it. I'm just really glad that I did it. Yeah. Because I love these girls so much. So are you going to, do you have more books? Are you like ready to keep writing? Because you've done what? You've done three. Go through your titles. Okay. This is always when I second guess every title (laughs) because they're long. So the first book is called A Little Salty to Cut the Sweet. That's the one my mother-in-law calls that one, A Little Salt and a Whole Lot of Sugar. (laughs) Um, She can never remember it. Martha. Yeah. The next one is called Home is Where My People Are. And and honestly, nobody can ever. That's always Home is Where the Heart Is. Oh, sure. Um, what was the, I can't remember. There's all there are always good takes on that yep. one. And then the third one is called Giddy Up Eunice. And then this last one is All in All. I Man, went with I a simple you, title. Yeah, you're right. For the teenagers, for uh-huh. the ones whose brain could hold well, it better. Because if they think you're trying to be funny, they will not have it. Yeah. They will not have it. That's right. So I heard you talk about Giddy Up Eunice before you wrote it at uh what conference were we at? A loom, maybe? Yes. Where you spoke on yes. it. And I was like, girl, that is a home run. That I love I mean I've loved all of them, but like I told you, a little salty to cut the sweet was the one. I think I told you this or wrote it somewhere. It's the one that I wish my grandmothers and I could read together. Oh, it just feels like such you. a good, beautiful Southern women book that anyone across the country could enjoy. But growing up in the South, it was just really special. So, thanks, Amy. I love it. You and so you have more in the hopper. I have. Well, I have an idea for one. Um, but you know, I think there's that thing that happens whenever you get an idea for a book where you're like, is this a book? Is this a blog yep, post? I'm yep, not sure yep. yet. Is this a tweet, a so, book, or a blog post? <laughs> That's the question. So I've started to kind of map it out a little bit. I think it's a book. And I actually thought I was going to, I sort of planned to start writing it back in the summer. But then I thought, no, I need I need a little bit more time with it to make sure that this is, this is it. So hopefully, though, I'll start to write this winter at some point and then... And get that one going. I had coffee with another author last week. And he said, what do you do with all your like book ideas for the books you're not writing yet? And I was like, joke's on me. I don't have those. <laughs> uh, you have lists? <laughs> Am I supposed to have lists? <laughs> I do. I have, which the irony that, that I would. Oh, you is, do. Is, Shoot, I'm the only st- one. No, here's what I do. I'll get a title. 
And I'll think that, that I kind of know what that book might be at some point, what it might be about. And so I'll make a folder on my computer. Okay. Just with that title. Okay. And then, but I have, so I have probably have 20 titles. <gasps> Sophie, I'm the outlier here. No, you're not. I had no I idea. I don't think you are. You have 20 but titles? I, just, I probably have 20 titles, but Word. I don't think that all, I know all those aren't books. Yeah. I mean, wow. it's just. Wow, zowie, Do you ever buy the URLs for the titles? I've never bought the URL for a single title. What? No, I never have. Oh. <laughs> I never have. Why are you not so buying the URL? I, I don't know what's at Giddy Up Eunice right now. But <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm about to tell you what's at Giddy Up Eunice. Hold on just one second. I've never did bought the, the title. I never bought the Did the publisher not buy it? No. GiddyUpEunice.com? I, I don't Let's think so. see what's ha- Yes, it is. It's Do the I'm- book. It's your book. <laughs> it is? Yeah, GiddyUpEunice.com. Is oh, your book? Somebody looked out for me. Yeah, that's I your book. Know, I gotta look. But a little salty to cut. Look the at that. Sweet.com. <laughs> nope, the site cannot it be reached. <laughs> yeah, it rolls off the tongue, Amy. Okay, well, yeah, Giddy Up Eunice is there. Nice job, mm-hmm. Lifeway. Okay. B and H. Yeah, well I was gonna say. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like have an idea and I own that URL just about like 30 Seriously. minutes later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I may not have folders, but I've got, but I'm paying for a website. <laughs> I'm so doing if you this have an backwards. idea, you're going to get, I wonder what's at allinall.com. I'm just oh, curious. Can, uh, well, let's go there, shall we? Allinall.com. I feel like it's going to be a video from 18, 1980. No, it's not a thing. Okay. Well, maybe that needs to be my next project. Yeah. You should maybe look, allinall.org is weirder than you want it to be. <laughs> I don't know that I would encourage anyone. Well, now everyone's going to, but whatever. They still, let me just say that allinall.org still, oh no, <laughs> still has a has a counter on the bottom of their page. Currently, a it's stats three, counter. Yeah, a three, four, five, nine. So let's see what happens after some of our that sounds fun friends <laughs> visit it <laughs> over the next look. few weeks or so and just see what happens. So I don't. You remember the stat, having a stats counter on your blog? Yes, I did. Oh, that was legit. Yeah, that was when you knew you were. Remember when it crossed over to two thousand instead of one thousand? You're like, what a That's life! Right. Am I famous? <laughs> look at all these people who've clicked on this website. Don't speak to me in public. I have 2,000 readers. <laughs> so tickled. So tickled. I mean, it is, you know, it's one of the best gifts the Lord could ever give me and people of our job, though, me more than you because I'm, a, you're a better human than me. But no, I'm not. when, like, when they, when Vine got deleted and all of a sudden the, this app where people had gained millions and millions of followers was just gone. It was right. such a good reminder to me <laughs> that, oh. like, if Instagram decided to just not be, right, none of that stuff matters. My stories don't matter. Right, no. My numbers don't matter. My likes, none of that matters because someone can hit delete and we all lose Instagram. And so, like, do my friends think I'm nice? That matters. Am I kind to the people in my life? That matters. Okay, seriously, this is, you know, people sometimes will say, like, how do you do your job and then do your writing stuff, too? And, I mean, you just do it, you know, for one thing. I mean, it's just, that's just my life. That's what I do. Some people, if I if I were just writing all the time, I'd get up in the morning and I'd write. And if, But I go to work and work at a different place every day. But I do think, like, all the time, here's the, the tricky thing about about writing, and particularly if you're a Christian writer, is that if if you're not careful— we can build these platforms really just to elevate our own dadgum sales, which is really not, probably not our best bet. And so I think that it's good to have different checks and balances in your life and it's different for different people, but where you're super mindful, okay, of not that the writing stuff isn't real life, but you're very mindful of where like sort of your eternal investment is. And that is in your writing to a degree. Yeah, it is. It does feel like that. It feels like that's part of my job. Yeah, that's definitely, there's eternal investment there. But like, it's just like you said, if, you know, something happens and Instagram goes away or if Facebook pages or all that. Oh, could we be like that lucky? Could we be that lucky for <laughs> Facebook to go know. Go but, away. Uh, but I don't know. It's just a good reminder of where do you want to spend your time and what ultimately it's going to it's gonna be the place where you, you put your energy because, yeah. you know. 
and I really do. I'm, I'm with you that I really do believe in our books, and I believe in the work that God can do through Instagram. I know that sounds silly, but I, I believe that there is ministry that I'm able to do through Instagram. I also believe that if I decided that Instagram determined what I was worth and what kind of person I was, we'd have a problem. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. So I'm grateful that we get to do ministry to a mass of people that women in our job 25 years ago would never have been able to do. We have far more reach than we deserve. (laughs) But also, it can go away in a heartbeat. Yeah, and it can also be, you know, depending on what your personal battles are, it can also be far more reach than it's healthy sometimes. Mm, Right. And so that's why real life, real community, real people telling you the real truth. Like, it's so good. Local church. It's such a good thing. That's right. Local church. And and so we're back. Right. And And so so we are here again. Where the local church, go. where are you people please going to your local church? <laughs> no joke. I tell girls all the time when they say, when the, we laugh a lot in, in our house and with our friends about how I, like all day I listen to people say, Miss Hudson. Yeah. Miss Hudson. Miss Hudson. <laughs> and with Alex's friends, it's Miss Savvy. Right. But all the time, you know, when girls I'd love to talk about college and what college is going to be like and what it's going to look like and, you know, it's, it's, it is so great and it's so wonderful. I, the foundation of all my biggest mistakes was at college. I mean, really? it was, you know, because, because I did not get there. I did not plug into the local church. I took myself out of the accountability of that. And when you do that, it gets easier to take yourself out of accountability in a lot of different ways. And so it's a, it's just a good it's a good spot. I had a great local church experience on Sunday because these girls, these sweet girls came from out of town. They had read Looking for Lovely and then they came to do a weekend oh, in I Nashville. And it was so fun. And the best thing one of them says to me, I mean, we we didn't know we'd get to see you. We didn't know you'd be here at this service. And I was hosting this week. So I got to be at every service because I was doing announcements on the stage. And then she says, and we asked the greeter like, hey, isn't this where Annie goes to church? And she said, who's Annie? <laughs> <laughs> and I was yes, like, ma'am. I love my church. I love my church. <laughs> that is exactly it's right. Good. That is exactly right. Even not only who's Annie, as in she doesn't know, but also Annie's the one on the stage right now. Like she's the one doing announcements and you don't know who she is. This is it, literally exactly what needs to happen at my local church. That I am That's just, exactly right. because I, I am, I am just a person who goes there. You should, I mean, when I introduce myself, Sophie, I'm like, hey, I'm Annie. I go to church here. Uh, go ahead and pass the buckets. Right. Like, okay. So let me ask you about this because I have, I, I have wondered when you said like you were hosting at cross point on a weekend so that what does that entail so you you're up there you do the announcements. You, you do the welcome yep. and the announcements yes yeah, so okay. i do the welcome and then i do the offering which is really fun cuz i love getting to say to my family, my church family, like, hey, this is part of worship, and this is us allowing our church to be the hands and feet, and this is part of God providing for us. Right. You know, so I love that. So I do that part, and then any announcements, and then some weeks, not every week, some weeks I get up at the end and send them on. Okay. So I'm kind of the one who greets them at the door. Is this like a, is this like a regular thing that you do? Well, or is so, it just no, every so often? Every so often, but our campus currently doesn't have a campus pastor. Right. Uh, at all the other campuses, it is the campus pastor who does that because they are their local touch point, right? But without having a campus pastor here, there's just two or three of us that are rotating through being that voice and that face for our people until our campus pastor gets hired. So I'm very temporary <laughs> in this volunteer job that I love. I mean, I love it. I think it's so fun, but it's um, temporary. Okay. I just, I didn't know if that was like, if that was a like you were the person for the year or you were yeah, the person? Yeah, no, no, no. I, w- I was it for like a summer series. I was it. And then now without a campus pastor, uh, a co- like there's three of us rotating. Okay. And I love it because I, it for a couple reasons. I love that our church believes that the mothering voice matters like the fathering voice matters in a family and that God is both father and mother. And I'm not a mother, as you well know, but I can be a mothering voice. And sometimes it feels really good when you walk into a house and the mom tells you she's glad you're there. And I'm not the mother of our church, but I am a mothering voice in our church, right? But, but what if you did stand up when, one said, Sunday? And said, I am your mother. I'm Manny, <laughs> I'm Manny Dales, and I am your mother. Hey. <laughs> And I don't agree with you when you said you're not a mother, because I think, okay, maybe you don't have physical children, but you do have spiritual children. Wow, thank you. You Yeah. I mean, not to overanalyze it, but you do. You're, I think there's a whole generation coming up behind you. Yeah, I hope so. 
we sang this song today. We had a we have a prayer thing on Tuesdays, and we sang this song, and it is Andrew Peterson's "The Sower" song. Do you know that one? Oh, I do. Ooh, yes, listen. it is some powerful stuff. You. Listen, mm-hmm. no kidding. And he talked about Myrtle, which my podcast listeners will laugh because I've been real stuck on Myrtle. But one of the things he said is, "And the Myrtle will bloom with a thousand flowers." And I just said to the Lord, like, I want you to bloom stuff in me that fe- that lasts for a thousand people. You know, that like, that literally that that just raises up a field of flowers, you know, that if I'm, until I'm mothering tiny people that I have birthed, let me do that through people who read my stuff or, you know, whatever that are, that, that are kind of blooming. I mean, I think that's what we're supposed to do is is plant seeds that other people get to see the flowers of. Yeah. And it's that whole thing. I can remember I was I get maybe in Ecuador on a compassion trip one yeah. time and was really struck by the fact that we were working with one of the local moms. We were planting fields and there's something sweet about about having a tiny part in a harvest that you don't necessarily get to oh, see. Oh, I love honestly, the older I get as I age, mm-hmm. Sophie, I've aged a decade since we met. <laughs> Um, the older I get, the more I'm like, yeah, let me just plant because I'm getting to see other people's flowers. So I'm fine. Let's like mm-hmm. plant our guts out and do mm-hmm. all we can to make sure as many people here. And then like, we'll see the stuff later. I'm not going to go hungry because the corn isn't coming up. Right. Like the Lord's going to take right. care of me. But man, let's plant. Yeah. Let's invest in That's the generation. I mean, it's what you do. Like, let's invest in the generation below us. And th- those kids may never walk back in your office or they may walk, like you said today, that the kid comes back a t- couple of years in college for you to process something with him. I love it. I mean, it's, 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 it's one of my favorite things. Like, it's just, I think the older I get, the more I, I'm very mindful that it's, and this is what I did not get at all when I was younger, is it really is such a privilege and such an honor to have even the tiniest voice in somebody's life and just the tiniest part of their lives, like to have enough relational investment so that if they ask a question and you answer it, they'll listen. Even if it's just for one little thing, like it's the sweetest thing. I love it. I agree. I feel like it is far more than I deserve in people's lives. I'm so grateful. And I'm, I mean, I'm not even thinking about readers though. I am so grateful, but like thinking about my Vanderbilt boys or my small group girls yes. or those people who you're like, man, I get to watch what God's doing in their lives from a front row seat, and that feels really special. It is. I think it's so special. And I think um, it's—I was telling somebody this morning, I'm such an advocate of people having a mom and. Yeah. Like, moms are super important, but we we all in some way need a mom and. Yes. I think Jen Hatmaker wrote about that. I haven't finished of Mess and Moxie yet, but she told me she wrote about the— mom pluses and um she yeah she does write i haven't finished it either but she she does write in there about that and i think it's like it's huge so to be that on the the person who fills on the blank on the other side of that end is a good mm-hmm, thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i agree too oh i'm grateful for it um does alex have mom ands in his life he does he does which i love um but yeah a couple of my friends here i mean i think he would go to with just about anything and i'm so i love that it makes me happy because it's, you know, it's a big job, these these people who grow up and the the more the more love they can have around them and the more the more healthy voices they can have around them. Yeah. Thumbs up for that. That's right. Um, OK, I'm hey, going to. Yes. I was going to ask you how Pam Downs is. Oh, well, listen, she's wonderful. <laughs> My mother is the dearest. They're moving houses. And so okay. they're moving to a new house and she is just not enjoying the packing process because they've been in the same house for 38 years. Oh, so, bless her. I know. Bless her heart. But she's wonderful, man. She's so smart. I, really, she's just such a such a gift to have in my life that I'm like one phone call away from someone who like knows where any any detergent is in the grocery store. <laughs> she could have never used it and never been in that grocery store. And she can still say aisle 12 and she's still right. It is just, she's just brilliant. She's amazing. So, yeah, she's awesome. They're actually coming up here this weekend while I'm out of town. I'm like, well, that worked out great, everybody. Sorry about that. <laughs> Sorry that so I'm you're not, not, not going to be no, there. I don't even, and they're I don't be even there. see them. I know. I don't even okay. see them. Well, I'm going to be a national, so maybe I can Are see you? them. <laughs> <laughs> you can see Pam this weekend. Um, what's it been like since you lost your mom? Oh, gosh. I mean, is it um, just like life altering? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's the weirdest thing. And it's like, just you asking that question, it feels, it still feels like a little bit of a shock to me when somebody says it. But, you know, there are parts of it that have been really sweet. I will say that one thing Mama did so regularly that has been such a comfort um, 
since she died is that she she wrote in her prayer journal Mm -hmm. just about every night oh wow and so you know have that and i have her bible i love Um, when you show us her bible i think don't ever feel like you're over showing us that because i love when you do that okay thanks because sometimes i feel like that no 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 and like this week when you did the um when you did her pound cake and she mixes in the baking powder with a fork fork. Mm -hmm. i had no idea um, you know, it's. It, I have another friend from college whose mama died about probably six months before mine did. And so that's one of those bonds you don't ever really want to have, but you're really glad you have it when you do. And so I've we've kind of walked through all that together. And we were talking just today about how it just, it sneaks up on you. And it's the craziest things that that gets you. Like when I, yesterday we went to the lake with some friends of ours and I had made her pound cake and I took it with me. And when I opened the foil, like, and smelled mm, that pound mm-hmm. cake, it was just like, well, you know, it, it's like, yep. it's like she's there, but yep. she's not. It's been sweet in some ways, just, you know, to, I'm, I'm so grateful for her life. I'm so grateful for her legacy. There's so much I appreciate about her um, in retrospect that maybe I didn't know to appreciate when I was, when I was younger. But it's been a, it's been something. It's a, it's a weird thing. It's just when a weird thing. When did she pass thing. away? Uh, the fall? No. It was last July, last June. Okay. Sorry, it was the end. Okay. So the Giddy Up Penis came out the first of June, and then when I went home the weekend after for a family reunion, and then two weeks after that she died. And so um, anyway, you know, it's a whole thing. I don't even know. I don't even have words for it, except that sometimes you're just real sad, and then sometimes what I lately my thing is. I think of what she would say in just about every situation. Yep. And so sometimes those things are make sense to people and sometimes they don't. Right. right. But um, <laughs> that's know, true of Pam Down her. still. I can know exactly <laughs> what she'd say and it makes always makes sense to people. And so it's it's like I love that David knew her so well because it's 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 neat to be able to say those things to him and mm-hmm. he can crack up. Yep. And um so I'm glad that he knew her really well and um I don't know. I miss her. I just, I just miss her. I still have four or five voicemails from her on my phone. And I listened to one of them last weekend. I was like, oh, I probably don't need to do that again. <laughs> I may not be right there. I may not be right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe not, maybe not yet. Yeah. But um, it's been hard, but it's been good. And I feel like it's helped me in a weird way. I think her death got my attention about some things. Mm. Um you know, the, the, the way those things kind of happen sometimes. Yeah, that's it's right. just, it's, it's like a fresh reminder of like, okay, so this really doesn't just go on forever. Yep. Like yep. <laughs> there is an end. And then her sister died. Um, it was this past spring. And so, so it's kind of like our two people that I really saw as sort of the matriarchs yes. in my life. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know that I'm a fan, Annie, right. of the fact that people die. Man, but, do you know, I just listened to a sermon where the guy said, Jesus always went after death. Like he was repeatedly, Mm. we were never meant to experience that. He was repeatedly going, no, 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 that guy's not going to die. No, 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 she's not going to die. No, you know, like Jesus was always canceling death because it was never what was intended. I mean, it's just not, it just wasn't how it was meant to be. So I think we always feel that. We feel that it was not supposed to be like this. I will say the end of mama's life was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. And it's, I, I, I've told that, that, that whole story a couple of times, but I will say that like her death was a, such a reminder to me that we're just not done until God calls us home. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he just will continue to teach through us and continue to do his work in us until our very last breath. And so I think because of the, maybe the the way sort of that last little bit of mama's life went i've been very very grateful for that there's been a lot of peace that has come from that yeah. and so i mean it's been a sweet thing for our family yeah. so i am really really um really grateful for yeah. for how that whole thing happened well you can't over tell us about her cuz i love it so you just never hold back when stuff best. comes up and you want to instagram story it you just show us your face <laughs> you just story that selfie and you tell us, I, I've never even heard of a pound cake made like that. I told I told a friend, did you even know that that was you ever started? I don't really in? think it was. Mama had all these things that were like. Just like, some rules. Just some gospel rules about <laughs> things that really I don't think were important at all. Like that you stir the, the, 
bacon powder in with a fork. Yeah. I don't know why, because it. it's going to explode. I if you don't, it. I don't know. The mixer can't do an adequate job. <laughs> but I do it. But I do it every time. Oh, every time. It. Okay. The very last question I'm going to ask you, and then I'll let you live your life. This is how we always end the show, is what sounds fun to you right now? If you could do anything, no financial burdens, no nothing, no time. What, what sounds really fun to you right now? Universal Studios. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> You could not have shocked me more. Universal Studios? Like Harry Potter World? Yeah, here's why I'm saying that. Okay, because here's why. So we went there this past spring break. We went with a couple of other families. It was so fun. And so we were with those families yesterday, and we were talking about, well, well, okay, well, what about this spring break? Do we want to do anything? And I was like, I'd go right back. I would go right back to Universal Studios. It was one of those trips. We, it was just, it was perfect for the age everybody's kids are now. It was, it was just, it was just one of those magical, like little vacations. And so I would either want to go, like, if I could just drop everything right now, I would either want to go to Universal Studios or I would want to go back to New York and I would want to see Dear Evan Hansen again. If I could drop it all. I have heard that that show is unbelievable. I'm going to tell you that I didn't know I could respond that way to a live performance. Mm. And David and I did that for our 20th anniversary um, back in the summer. And it was the best live anything I've ever seen in my life. So I would go back and do that before he leaves Broadway. I'd go back and see it again. Yeah. What is your favorite ride at Universal? Oh, I love them all. But I would say, I know, it's like, who knew? Who Um, is? I really love the mummy a lot. (laughs) It's kind of old, but it makes me happy. Um, I like them all, Annie. It's yeah. the, that's why I think that trip is so magical. It's when yes. you've got some teenagers and you do something like that and the adults like the rides. Mm-hmm. And then of course the teenagers like the rides and mm-hmm. we're just, we're just, we're cooking with oil at that point. Like it's, 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 it was so fun. So I really, I would, that to me is like the epitome of a carefree, fun vacation. Yes. I should have said something with much more spiritual depth. No, but honestly, no not I at would... all. Not at all. That's exactly what we wanted. You know, one of my best friends, Connor, the baseball player that is just like my brother, we went to Universal together one time when he was playing baseball down there and I spoke down there and we had a ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, because so the beautiful fun. thing is we like the exact same type of roller coaster. So we just blazed all those and just skipped yeah. the ones we didn't like. I mean, it was great. It was so fun. Do you like the virtual rides? Yes. Like, like the Harry Potter? That's the okay. ones we liked, yeah. I, me too. Yes, ma'am. So where you're like, not, you're not really going to fall out, but you think you might. But you, like like the Green Got ride. Totally, like you think totally. you're going to fall out. That's exactly right. Because you're all tilted. That's exactly but right, but you don't. It's good. I, I love it. So I would, I would absolutely do that again. Okay. Well, if anybody listening there out it. there has tickets to Universal, <laughs> Sophie Hudson's taken. She's in the market all the time. She would love for you to offer some of those up. She'll trade you some baseball uh-huh. tickets for yeah, some Universal right. tickets. I, some SEC tournament tickets. Come on. <laughs> uh, thanks for being on the show, Sophie. I love you so much. I'm so grateful for our friendship. Thanks, Annie. It was so fun being with you. I wish I got to talk to you more. We, I feel like we talked for a long time and really caught up on some things. It was good. Oh, don't you love her? Don't you just love Sophie? She's the best. What a great conversation. I'm so grateful for her honesty and her humor. And I have tears. I've been laughing so hard. So I hope you enjoyed it as well. A couple of things I want to make sure you know about. My new book, 100 Days to Brave, comes out in just about a month and a half. So make sure you check that out. The number 100 days to brave.com. Also, there are two conferences coming up, and they have not paid me to say this at all. Uh, just so you know, I just really love these conferences, and so I asked them if I could give you a promo code, and they said yes. So first up, coming September 21 and 22 here in Nashville, is the Story Conference run by my friends Harris and Kate. You um, can go back and listen, actually, to an episode with them that you will really love uh, from last season. The website is story2017.com, and the regular ticket prices are $5.99. $599, and it is worth it because this thing is super cool. Um, but if you use the code that sounds fun, you can get the ticket for only $299. So come to Nashville. If you live in Nashville, I want you to be at this conference. I'll be there um, attending. I'm not speaking, I'm buying a ticket and going because I just love it so, so much. So if you want to come, there is a code for you. And then also, Tyler Reagan, who is on the show over the summer. Um, Tyler runs Catalyst, and their Catalyst Atlanta is coming up October 4th through 6th. You can go to catalystleader.com for that information, and their regular price ticket is $299. For you and me, it's $199 with the code FUN. 
So I hope you will check out both of those. Show up at both of those. It'll be really great. So that's just some fun stuff going on. I'm so glad to be back, you guys. We have like two or three slots left in the next six months of podcasts that have not been filled yet. Who do you want to hear on the show? Remember, it's got to be someone that I'm either friends with or I'm a fan of. So you guys tell us, what do you want to hear on the show? I love hearing from y'all. It is so, so much fun. So I am glad you're enjoying it too. I'm glad to be back. Here we go with season three. We're going to have the best time. And uh, what am I going to go do that's fun now? I mean, how about Sophie wanting to go to Universal Studios. Well, I'll tell you what's happening. Is there someone pacing outside the podcast studio? So maybe it's their turn. So what sounds fun to me right now is going home so that that guy will quit pacing because he is stressing me out. So that sounds fun to me. Go home. Go on a walk. It is nice outside today. And yeah, that's what I'm going to do today. So you go out there. Do something that sounds fun to you. Share this episode with a friend that you know and love that you think will really enjoy it. And if you're new, hey, I'm Annie. We're so glad you're here. Feel free to go back and listen to the other couple of seasons and you guys rate and review the show if you can. It really helps to make sure other people feel welcome. I think those are all my announcements. I'm smiling from ear to ear because I'm just glad to be back with y'all. And we will see you next week with John Acuff. Y'all, what a great season. We're going to have a great time. See you next week.